Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of At The Turn. Nick and Joe with you. And we're looking for some loopholes, Nick. Handicap loopholes. That's the topic for today. Are you prepared? (laughs) I'm prepared. I'm just going to give a fair warning to the audience. You're about to take Mm. handicap advice from somebody whose handicap is... Gone up five strokes from a, from a from a number that was already too high to begin with, um, so tread tread carefully. But um, I, I still got the information. Is that right? You've gone up five strokes this year, buddy. I started the year at an eighteen. Yeah, and I just played my last postable round of the year, and yeah. uh, I'm going to finish the year at a twenty three. And my math says that's a five stroke difference. Oh my it's gosh! So, it's, I mean, it's embarrassing. I, I I can't even stand talking about it or thinking about it. But um, it is what it is. <laughs> Well, that is your handicap report. It's been brought to you by Piper Golf. Use promo code TURN10 at checkout for 10% off. I didn't play any rounds, and I'm just, I think I'm just in goofy season at this point. I got the one club coming up in a few weeks um, and another match play tournament over the winter. Maybe I'm going to do a KP tournament for some turkeys, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm basically in the silly season over here. So look, eight and a half is fine. I think I went up a stroke, so I'm feeling pretty good. It's not too bad. No, it's not. Um, okay, folks. Ashley in the, is in the background, and that gave me a perfect reminder. Yes, the reminder of Go Huskies soccer, of course, but also a more important reminder. We're going to fire up the survivor pool again, Nikki. Mm. It's happening. My yes. buddy Chris not only won it in 2023, but also continued to play it and like extended it seven weeks beyond what anyone else did. So he won it and then just kept picking against himself for, I think, two more months. And I think he, he made took it. a victory lap. He really did. So we're going to fire that thing up in mid-January. I'm going to start emailing people after we get to the first of the year. Sony Open in Hawaii. If you're interested and you weren't in it last year, just reach out. Reach out on Instagram. Come come find us, and uh, we'll get you hooked up. It's going to be 
fun. Is it going to be a, a TGL survivor pool? No, it's going to be PGA Tour. Oh, PGA um, Tour, okay. We yeah, got to clarify these days. <laughs> well, sure. It's 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 not going to be Live, and Live released uh, just a shitload of weird stuff right before we started recording that I'm not going to get into. There's, uh, did you see this? There's like relegation. Like there's like qualifying. Portal, yes. Yeah, trades. Yeah. I don't give a shit. So we're not going to talk about it. Uh, neither does Nick, I can tell. Um, okay, so that takes us right to handicap loopholes. Now, the genesis of this conversation is last week, right? So I was saying that I had a round where I completed 17 holes and I said I couldn't post that for a legitimate handicap and Nick immediately jumped in. Nick Nick got his rules rules hat on and he jumped in and said that's wrong. You can post a round with 17 holes and that got us thinking, all right. What kind of loopholes can you have for the handicap system? And first of all, I think this entire conversation is couched by these are honest people, right? Because you can clearly lie about every score that you post and you can have an illegitimate handicap, but we're operating from a place of truth and honesty, right? Right. And so that, that's a good that's a good caveat. The, the other caveat is like, these are for, for people who are looking to lower their handicap. These are for mm. vanity caps, not for sandbaggers, okay? So, so people who just want to build up their own you know, confidence and self-esteem, not, not for people who are trying to win like the, the silver division of the corner club open, you know, the gross, the net, the net title, anything yeah. like that. So, so we, these are not for sandbaggers. If you're looking for sandbagging advice, you have to find another podcast. Um, but they're all kind of loose, not loose interpretations of the rules, but like not the way particularly the game is intended to be played, but mm. they are within, game. they are within the letter of the law. They're, they okay. are perfectly legal. You know, you, you don't, you can be honest about it and it's, it, it's straight up. You don't, you're, you're not a cheater if you do these things. So what so. are you, what, what are you, if you do these things, I guess we'll have to I'm take it as they come. Just kind of desperate. I mean, right? <laughs> I'm raising my okay. hand. I know. Yeah. yeah. Like, look, um, I'm, I am very tempted to, to kind of take some of my own <laughs> medicine here, but I guess I'd be, I'd be yeah. even more embarrassed if I, if I start doing these things and then I still, still can't lower the handicap. So what's what is what is like okay. the first big one? What's what's the biggest loophole out there that the USGA and the World Handicapping System isn't doing? So, a lot of these things, the USGA just announced like within the last hour or two, some big changes for for twenty twenty four, and yeah. they're addressing some of these loopholes, but not a, not necessarily closing all of them. Okay. Um, but holes not played. Uh, so we talked about this. This is the one we kind of that kind of fired up the conversation. You can play seven holes and post a nine-hole score, That's and the, the two holes that you don't play, you get, as of today, in 2023, a net par. Um, so basically, if you're getting a stroke on a hole, um, you would take a, a bogey, and if you're not getting a stroke, you'd take a par. Um, that net par is being replaced with what the USGA is calling a quote-unquote expected score starting on January 1st, 2024. Okay. But there's no details anywhere w as to what the expected score will be. However, what is the USGA trying to do? They're not trying to penalize vanity cappers. They're trying to penalize sandbaggers. So my suspicion is that whatever that expected score is, whatever that formula is, it's probably some sort of calculation between, you know, what your handicap index is, what the scores you posted that day are, and they probably take like a, a weighted average of what your expected score would be. It's probably still going to benefit the vanity capper 
um, it's probably still going to be better than risking like blasting one OB and taking a triple. Um, so holes not played. If if you're making the turn, you're somewhere in the back nine. You've played the minimum number of holes, which I should note is moving from 13 holes for an 18 hole score to anywhere over 10 holes oh, um, to, to post an 18 hole score. If you're like kind of well ahead of your pace comfortably and you just kind of want to quit while you're ahead. Crazy. <laughs> you this can just crazy. walk off. Now we'll have to see what the expected score formula is, but there's a really good chance. Like, Hey man, if, if, if you're a 10 handicap and you're two over through 14, you just, you just get your butt to the 19th hole, get into the quit grill, order a me. beer, post this the is, score this is me. And, and enjoy and enjoy it. And, you know, tell your buddies, Hey, meet you there. Um, that is one big way to, influence your handicap and the other thing that kind of goes along with that which which is number two on this list but really it's 1a is nine whole rounds so yeah there, there's been one loophole for nine whole rounds and now there's a new loophole for nine whole rounds so the <laughs> hold on well, i'll just let you digest the, the first one before the I go first back one there's 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 a lot happening there first yeah. off we have to contact friend of the program gretchen yoder director of handicap for the oregon golf association we're going to get her on during the off season to talk about these new rules for 2024, which we'll go into a little bit more depth later. I think that the 10 hole thing is great under one circumstance. And I know it's weather dependent, but like say it's like July and you tee off at 5:45, And if you hit the best case scenario, you're going to zip around in like two and a half hours and play 18 holes. But say you play like 13 holes and you're like, well, that's annoying. I was playing a good round. And then you can have expected scores the rest of the time. That is a scenario where, you know, I'm a vanity capper and I have a lot of thoughts on that classification of golfer in a second. But that's that's a situation where I really think it is going to encourage me to go out and play more twilight golf because I'm kind of iffy on twilight golf. I prefer early morning rather than late night golf. But I do think it's very beneficial in that case and, and when you have a situation where you have a downpour and you just got to leave the golf course. Now, that exact scenario that you laid out happened to me earlier this year. I was, I think it, it was a men's club round and I was something like, I think I was like one under through 12 or something like that. And I hung on for like a 79 or something. And it, it, it wasn't anything terrible. I just leaked oil, right? I think I just made like seven or eight bogeys in a row coming in and nothing spectacular. But after like two or three holes, Let's say I was plus one through 13 in that scenario. 14 is not an easy hole. You're saying I could just kick rocks and go to the clubhouse in 2024 and say, wow, that was a really gutty 75. Like, let's say I had some, you know, holes out there where I have to take a bogey, but I can just get it to the house. I can stop the negative momentum by just stopping my round and that would be legal. That would be legal. Yeah. I mean, I, you, you wouldn't be able to like jump in the group text and be like, I shot 75 today, but you could say I posted a 75 today. Yeah. See, there's the gap no between shooting a score and <sighs> posting a score is like, there's a small gap between those two things right now. Well, that gap could be much, much larger. True. Because I shot an 80 at university of Idaho, but I posted a 78 because I made a quad on the 12th hole. I think or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, if I can have a side conversation real quick before we get to the nine hole scores. We did an episode earlier this year called Sandbagging 101 with Brian Romy, which will forever be my favorite title of an episode we ever do in this podcast. 
what's more pathetic, being a sandy bag sandbagger or being a vanity golfer? Because I always assumed it was a sandbagger, but now that you're talking about now that you've assigned some sort of title to I think what most people fall into, where they use the handicap as their barometer for skill and you know, you're trying to basically show off by saying what your number is or be embarrassed by what your number is, whatever the case may be. That almost seems more pathetic than a sandbagger in some ways. No. Or are both groups I, just lame? No, I I mean I gotta put yeah. this delicately. Okay. It's 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 way more pathetic to be a sandbagger because what do you what is your goal of a sandbagger? To go win like fifteen dollars off of like no, some assistant plumber on like a Saturday scramble? Like yeah. Really? That's you're like you're like missing two foot putts on purpose so you can so you can get an extra stroke in your NASA. Like that's pathetic. Like I am just, glad the plumber just, was the honest person though. That's an honest profession. Honestly, convincing. Yes, but just convincing yourself that your potential is is you know a shade higher than it actually might be just to like boost your own ego a little bit. Something pathetic about that. I think we do that in in all walks of life. That's probably true. Okay. Okay, that's good. Thank you for that. Uh, nine hole scores. What's going on with nine hole scores? Because you could post nine hole scores right now, but the thing is that you need another nine hole score to combine it with, and then it makes one full differential. Right. So, as it is right now in 2023, nine hole scores linger. Um, like, I played a nine hole round on my birthday last year in 2022, and, and, and that hole lingered until like four weeks ago because I just never played another <laughs> nine hole round. So You're two different there, golfers at that point. Exactly. So it, it didn't really make much sense, but there was a loophole there in the sense that you could stack nine hole rounds, um, or like if you had a, if you had a lingering nine hole round that was that was pretty good, you know, and you played another good nine, you quit at the turn. Those two things combined, or if you have like a bad one, you play a bad nine, you let those combine, and it's not going to count anyways. You just kind of burn it. Um, so there was kind of a, a little bit of strategy there. Starting in twenty twenty four, a nine hole score. You'll, you'll get a, basically assigned an expected score to complete an 18-hole score. Oh, really? Um, which seems kind of crazy, but I'm guessing yeah. it goes based off the same expected f- score formula, which is something we'll need to interrogate Gretchen on because they keep saying, like, it's just going to be an expected score, but it's no longer net par. So what the hell is my expected score? Like, how do I know what's going to happen? Um, but so basically you go out and play nine and, and, and shoot 42 – like you're going to have an 18 hole score that gets posted. So I'm guessing that, like I said, the USGA is more interested in snuffing out the sandbaggers than the vanity cappers. Vanity cappers, we're only hurting ourselves here. Like they, they don't really care. They'll let us, you know, be our own demise. So it's probably going to benefit the the, the vanity capper. The, the, the expected score is probably going to, you know, trend to be on the lower end than like an inflated score. So, um, if you have a good nine and you're going to, you want to kind of say like, man, I'd take another one of these nines. Well, now that you may have that option. So a couple things, and I know we're just speculating about the expected score, but logically your expected score would have to help your handicap because if your handicap is the best eight scores out of 20, that means it is less likely for you to shoot a score that is your current handicap than it is to shoot a score higher than your handicap. So if you're exactly. just going by that metric, it would have to help you. I am. I would be surprised if that was the calculation, Nick, because then you would be artificially inflating players to the tune of like a stroke or two on their handicap 
if they participated in all this expected score stuff. A lot of nine hole rounds, a lot of twelve hole rounds, or whatever the hell well, that's well, going to be. I mean, there's people who only play nine hole rounds, and and for a while True. I was one of them. You know, I, I would play Hemlock Ridge, and and uh, you know I didn't always have four hours, but if I could get out right. before the, the the big wave, I could get out at, at six fifteen and play it an hour and a half and be home by nine, and and I didn't have to worry about the Saturday wave. So like I would just play you know, a bunch of nine hole rounds. And if I played two on a weekend, they would combine and be an 18 hole score. And that was that. But now that would essentially be two 18 hole scores. So uh, the USGA has got to be very intentional about what this formula is. The world is. handicapping system. The, the world handicapping you. system. Yes, yes you, that's true. They've got to be very careful. And I trust that they are about what this formula is because it needs to align with their goals because it seems like it's, it seems like it's a loophole waiting to happen, which is why we're talking about it. It, it does. I, I think it's a welcome change, though, because I do think a lot of people are in your position. Um, you know, I ironically, his name's Nick, a guy that I work with in television. He has two kids that are about a year younger than both of yours, but super young, right? Staggered the, the same amount. So he rarely plays golf and he, he does the same thing you do. He does the the early morning dad round at like 515 in July, gets out, plays nine holes, gets back before the wife has to go to work, takes care of house is so happy he got out there and did it, but he can't really keep a handicap because it's just kind of wonky. And this, this will give him a truer sense of where he is. So I do think for a lot of people, this, this is beneficial. I'm just going to be so fascinated to see what exactly the expected calculation is. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated. Yeah. What, what else do we have? So the next one, not really a loophole. Maybe it's a loophole, more of a strategy. It's picking the tee box and, and not just like, there's, there's formulas of like, if you hit your six iron this far, you should play a course that's this long. And that's great for pace of play, but we're not here to talk about pace of play. We're here to no. talk about manipulating your handicap. Yeah. And I'm going to use myself as an example here. Okay. Okay, great. Because I've got, I've got some, I've got some data. Uh, you want to look first at the slope and rating. I've got, I've got a scorecard here from country view. Oh. And I'm just going to look at this. The blue tees, which are the tips measure look at all that 000. out of bounds on the left there. i, I, I know see. look Holy at that can cow. you believe that Who unbelievable sorry good the, the tips six thousand sixty seven yards par of 70 the white tees the one up fifty seven twenty one for a par of 70 the difference is only 346 yards over 18 holes less than 20 yards a hole okay however the difference in the rating 68.9 to 64.8 whoa so, more than four strokes difference wow. for backing it up 346 yards. Now, I use shot scope. I have my, my performance average with my driver is, is 250 yards. I, I A quick Google search shows me that that is well beyond what the average 20 handicapper is. So I, I that tells me that you are not I'm the get, average. 20 I, I am getting I am getting extra value for that distance. So basically for four strokes, I'm not actually losing four strokes because I'm my distance is not what's causing me all these strokes. So I should go ahead and back it up. Trust me, I feel ridiculous playing <laughs> playing the tips, shooting like 96, but it doesn't make sense. And I have to shoot like like I've been talking about all year. I have to shoot like, I don't know, I have to, I have to break 90 to lower my handicap from the white tees. It's just too hard to do. I completely agree. I always feel like the asshole because I'm always trying to back the group up that I'm playing with to a back tee because of this exact thing. I know that I'm not losing strokes by pushing it back. I'm losing strokes if I move it forward because 
my game inside of 100 yards, which is the old amateur adage. I'm sure this is 99.9% of amateurs. You lose strokes inside of 100 yards. You don't lose strokes from outside of 500 yards, right? If I'm playing a longer course, it's going to be rated more difficult, and it's going to help my handicap. Ironically, the best differential that I've had this year was when I was playing a short course. I shot 72 on a 73, and that's my best differential as a five this year. So maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, and I should just play forward, and maybe I'll get better inside of 100 yards. But you're saying the math doesn't bear that out. Right. I mean, this is this is what the math says. I mean, I look at it, and I'm like, okay, am I going to play four? Am I going to shoot around with four strokes better from playing up here like than, than right there? No, yeah. it's, it's not going to happen. No way. So. So that's not where if that's not where you're losing strokes. Now the inverse is true. Like if if you can't hit your driver and you hit six iron off every tee, but you're pretty good with your irons, like maybe the it's worth it to to move up. But probably for most of our listeners, it's not. No, nor nor is it us. Um, okay, do we have do we have any more loopholes, or have we game the system we've, to its fullest yet? Well, we've got one more, and it's a doozy. And this is oh another boy. one we've t- we've talked about on this podcast already, but but it fits with this bill, and it is the model local rule oh, loophole. <laughs> this is where it all falls apart because this is just where everything becomes complete bullshit. Everything's arbitrary. None of this is real. Please continue. <sighs> it's so funny, but it's true. Um. Okay. <laughs> you can you can use. Model local rules in your round of golf and still post the score. This is the letter of the law where a player follows the provisions set down in a model local rule. Even when the committee in charge of the course has not adapted that model local rule, the score may still be acceptable for handicapping purposes. Now, there are two big ones that I would highly encourage people to use if you're you're looking for an edge out there on your handicap. Uh, Number one is preferred lies. When conditions such as wet ground conditions throughout parts of the course may cause mud to stick to the ball, the committee can choose to allow the player to lift clean and replace the ball in the general area, which is the general area is the fairway or the rough. It's not just the fairway. It's anywhere. Yeah. Besides not, not, not in bunkers, penalty yeah. areas, greens. Yeah. But anyways, such relief should be limited to those portions of the course where needed. Within the model local rule, uh, preferred lies is designed for use only in areas cut to fairway height or less in the general area, this local rule may be used throughout the general area or restricted to specific areas. So basically, wherever you design, if you're the committee, wherever you deem it's necessary, and if you're using this to your advantage, wherever you need it is where it's necessary. So basically, what a model local rule means is if there's something that you think you need that is superseding the rules of the golf course that are laid out that day, you're allowed to do it and count it for your handicap. So let me put well, this so, for instance. I, I got to just clarify that. Please. It's not just you can come up with your own model local rule and just say like, oh, this would be helpful today. Okay. They, there are, There's a section of the rule book of the handicapping rule book. That the lists USGA. these model local rules. There are specific model local rules. They're, they're specific. They're written just as rules of golf and, and you can choose to implement them or not. Uh, so right, not I'm allowed to use rules. it though. You okay, are allowed so, to use it, but you can't just you can't just make up your own. Okay, sure. No, we got to stay within the quote unquote rules that we're still defining here. But what this is saying is is that I can take it upon myself to play lift clean in place if there's mud on my ball, even if it's been determined by other bodies that I shouldn't play that rule. Correct, and you can still post that round. And the other, the other biggest one, and you can look, if, if you really want to do this, just read the rule book and, and find all the model local rules and, and highlight the ones that are going to help you the most. The other one that's probably going to help you the most is everybody's favorite, the alternative to stroke and distance. 
I'm not going to read all this rule. I mean, no, we all don't. we all probably know it, but basically, you blast one ob, you 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 make a note where it went out of bounds. You actually get to move all the way into the fairway at that reference point, no closer to the hole, and and play it in the fairway for two penalty strokes. I basically, okay, Logan. If Logan is listening, Logan and I had this argument on the golf course very recently. Logan, I told you that you're allowed to drop on an ob and take two strokes. He told me you're not allowed to, and I just didn't give a shit because I was playing bad. And so, <laughs> well, you're both right. You're both right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, why it's funny. You're both right because you're not allowed to, but you also can do it within the rules of golf and post the score and you're not cheating. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, what did you just say? <laughs> I'm not allowed to, but I can do it because it's a model local rule and post it. So it might be illegal for the tournament that I'm in, but I can do it to post my round. Yes. And, and if you're playing with your buddies, like you should decide ahead of time if you're going to do that. And and you really, you really shouldn't. I, I guess if you want to, you can. There's no there's no problem in in playing with that rule. You know, if you if you really shouldn't, but <laughs> but if you need to, you can. I you know I, I guess that's kind of where it goes. It's like, I mean, that's the but that's the whole general sense of all of this is like, right. It's allowed in the rules of golf. It's allowed in like the handicapping, you know, contingencies. It's not, it's not the rules of golf. You don't want to get it confused. Like this is a rule of golf that you're allowed to do this because by the, by the rules, you're not, but there's just like an alternate rule. That's also like buried in the back. And to say like, if you feel like it, or if the tournament organizers feel like it, then you can use this. And it's, there's some legitimacy to it. I want, I don't know what it's going to be, but I want to come up with something that I can have you and Gretchen debate in terms of rules, because that that to me would just be really entertaining. I, I don't know. I don't know what it would be. I'm hoping I can come up with something, though. That sounds fun. OK. Well, thank you for that. Uh, I'm going to skip the surprise for Nick, because upon further review, there's there's a surprise for Nick. I know. I'm sorry. There's a surprise <laughs> for Nick listed in here. Maybe maybe I'll do it at a later date. Um, it's a rules quiz. But then I read the the questions and the questions are stupid. So um, thank you, oh. Golf Digest, for getting me excited and then letting me down, as usual, our frenemy, Golf Digest. With that, let's move to the Mad Golfer of the Week. A special one this week, Nick. It's a professional golfer. It's Kelly Kraft. He played at the El Cardinal at Diamante, site of the recent 2023 Worldwide Technologies Championships on the PGA Tour. This is the first golf course designed by Tiger Woods. It's in Cabo San Lucas. Quote, this is from Kelly Craft's Instagram. About the golf, not sure where to start. All I will say is the PGA, Duo, PGA Tour could do a better job at picking courses to host these events. In my opinion, this wasn't my favorite course, and I've played on tour for a little while. Side note, I will say that the Worldwide Technologies Championship did a great job with what they had. Thanks for the hospitality. So again, this was the first golf course designed by Woods's design firm group. It opened back in 2014. For reference, Nick, Kelly Craft finished 71st, taking home $16,646 and is in danger of losing his tour card next year so maybe a little emotional you know his career's on the line taking a shot at el tigre i think generally speaking probably best to avoid taking shots at the big cat i don't know you think you think tiger was out there on a bulldozer like like shaping fairways <laughs> and greens like I, I i don't think tiger takes that too personally no he was out there with his oakley's and uh, a few papers and he said okay that's that's nice and he hung out in cabo for a little bit 
Yeah, exactly. With that, um, are we gonna? We're gonna do. We're we're still. Even though this episode has mostly been a Nick rules, we're still gonna press ahead with Nick rules. Brought to you by Matchstick Golf. Use promo code Turn Twenty at checkout. What do you have, Nick? Well, I've got some handicapping stuff. Oh, good, <laughs> in case good. You haven't had enough already. So we we mentioned it. Um, I, I laid out all these loopholes, and then the USGA emailed me this morning and said we're changing all of our handicapping stuff starting January first, twenty twenty four. Which I find funny. Here we are, mid November. And they're announcing changes that are going to happen in like seven weeks. Yeah. The last time they announced a change to the world handicapping system, they gave us like two and a half years notice. Like, <laughs> like if you're still alive when these when these changes take place, you might, you might need to be aware. Now it's like, yeah, like probably by the next time you play, it's going to be a completely different game. That's crazy. Um, anyways, so a, a few things. There's, there's four bullet points on here that they highlighted in the email to me. Uh, Number one, I love inclusion of shorter length golf courses within the course rating system. So basically what this Let's all go. boils down to is par three courses can can be rated and you can you can play like a, the minimum is 750 yards for a nine hole course um, to be rated. That's great, but don't get too excited yet because somebody has to rate it. Like, like there's that a part of three course by my, by my house. And I'm like, this is great. Like this is the, the place where I took Gavin. And I'm like, this is awesome. I got two young kids. And I'm like, well, when is the USGA going to get out here and like actually rate this course? Probably not anytime soon. But however long it takes, that'd be a question for for Gretchen. I mean, how how many of these are they going to get after? Um, That's that's going to be awesome. That's going to be really cool. It'll be interesting. Sorry sorry to cut you off, but please. There's a a major facet of the game that is is not utilized on those courses. I'm I'm interesting. I'm interested to see if they address that or not, or if they just say like, you know, you still got to hit a decent nine iron a bunch of times. So, um, you know, there's, there's no distance, there's no driver. There's, you know, probably out of bounds is much less of a factor. Uh, curious to see if that will play a role or if they just, you know, do their thing. Well, if I, if I can jump in, I, I would be surprised if anyone is going to go to par three courses and, and lower their handicap, because when you play a big course, what is always the easiest holes on the golf course? It's that 120 yard hole. It's that 150 yard hole. Par threes are seldom rated difficult because for every person that goes onto a golf course, the easiest thing to do is to hit three shots and get it in the hole. Even though a par five may be technically easier for a big hitter, that's going to be way more difficult for a beginner. So let's take, for example, a par three course the average hole length is like 130 yards. And let's say you play a nine hole round there, like a 27. Like what do you have to shoot to actually have a differential of zero from white tees on a 27, on a par three, that, that a nine hole course that has 27 as the par. Like you probably have to shoot like 24 or 23. Like you have to shoot. So. Like, oh, so absolutely. The rating you th- okay. I, yeah. I don't, I'll be curious to see. I, I, I have no idea. I mean, yeah. I am fascinated and I do agree with you. Like the task of going through par three courses and trying to rate them sounds like a beast. And I'd be curious, like Gretchen could come on and be like, yeah, this is coming, but we're not going to start this till 2027 or whatever, which would be a reasonable response because that seems like just an enormous undertaking, especially because when she was on last time, she told us that they go out to courses sort of continuously on a 10 year rotation to come up with any updates that they have. So now they have to expand their pool, not by a lot. There's not a ton of par three courses around here, but there's some, I, I grew up on one. Yeah. Um, I guess the, the quick counterpoint to that, I got, I got three more bullets to get to, yeah. but they rate par three holes, you know? Sure. So why can't you just rate nine par three hole? I mean, I guess that would be the, the, the probably way too general um, response. So we'll, we'll see. I, I am very curious to see how that, how that goes. Me too. 
The next one, we touched on this quite a bit already, use of an expected score for a hole not played. I am going to read this because there's a kind of a, some some key differentiators here that, that, that are kind of minute. Im- improvements have been made to the method used to handle holes not played, which will now be based on a player's expected score rather than a score of net par. This new method will produce a 9-hole or 18-hole score differential that more accurately reflects a player's ability. As golfers across the world are playing more 9-hole rounds, an expected score can be used to convert a 9-hole round into an 18-hole score differential. Uh, For some Mm -hmm. countries, this means that 9-hole scores will be considered in the calculation of a player's handicap index immediately after the day of play rather than waiting to combine with another 9-hole score. I'm assuming that's one of of those countries. Yeah, that's... um... That's interesting. And uh, I'm again, we have to see what the expected score actually is. But I think, again, I would I would be surprised if it favored the golfer, whereas it's going to like like if I if I took, you know, my my rounds this year, chopped them up into nine holes, like took 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 the best of the pack. Is my handicap going to be six instead of eight and a half? I don't know. Maybe they have to factor that in. Right. That's got to be a factor in what they're doing. I don't know. Yeah, I, we'll see. <laughs> we'll ask Gretchen. The, 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 the Gretchen combo is going to be two hours long. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've, we've talked about the playing conditions calculation adjustment mm-hmm. and how it never happens. And I think <sighs> apparently we're not the only ones who, who had that frustration. So there, <laughs> there is an adjustment to the playing condition calculation. To okay. Be, it will be made more frequent. The, the PCC has been modified to increase the likelihood of an adjustment for abnormal playing conditions. Basically, like if, it, if it's super windy and you go out there and like 100 other people played and they all shot like three strokes higher than their index, like you might get like a one stroke adjustment. Basically, they're saying like that we're going to loosen or relax the, the the guidelines for when we implement this thing because you're, you're almost never getting it. Yeah, I think I've gotten, I think it like, <laughs> two or three times over the last couple of years, um, which, which I think is probably more than most people have gotten. I've never gotten the one where, cause it, it, it can benefit you, but if the course, if the abnormal conditions, if the abnormality is that the course isn't especially easy that day, if everyone's ripping the place apart, then your differential will actually be worse than what you thought it was going to be. I've never had that, but I mean, that may be a reason to just hang up the sticks for the rest of the season. If I got that like in mid July, that would be just, just demoralizing. Oh, I had a great round, but so did everyone else because it was so easy out there. I know. And like, this is probably the, the, the wrong thing to be doing, but I, I, I generally go to the course with an idea of what I need to shoot to, to lower my handicap. Oh, no. And I'd, I'd, I'd hate to like hit that on the number or like within a stroke and then get like a, a minus two piece. Wake up the next like, day. Hey, went up. Gone up. <laughs> you know. Do you get oh, the push notification, God. by the way, from the USGA? That uh, like, twice a you, month. No, but like not like the email, but like the push notification. Like I get a thing at like, I don't know, seven or something a.m. The day after I play around a golf and it says your handicap index is now such and such. And it's like, I already yeah. knew this USGA. Yeah. I, I, I didn't need your little message. I, I knew this before the last putt even went in. <laughs> um, the, the fourth one, I don't think we care about enhanced guidance on conducting a handicap review. Um, this doesn't seem important. The hell does that mean? <laughs> I can read it. The, uh. the role. Yeah. No, we don't care. It's, it's, it talks about the role of a handicap committee. We already decided how unimportant they are because you can override the committee and make your own rules anyways. <laughs> and that is Nick rules. Two more pieces of business that we're going to try to get done this off season. 
One is we got to find Nick a new golf course. Um, I don't know if you're prepared to share an update. I know that you're done posting for the season. So the hard work of finding a new home golf course begins. Um, I am, I'm definitely, I'm not ready to share an update. No, okay. the, the update is I'm, I'm looking, I'm considering all my options. I am yeah. a free agent. I'm, I'm open to talks. That's um, great. Yeah. Should they contact Ashley or who should, who should, how should they get, get in touch? <laughs> they with probably you? should contact Ashley. If it doesn't make it through Ashley, there's no point in, in uh, getting to me. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of joking at my expense um, that I'm uh, sort of, sort of, sort of afraid to take lessons, unwilling to spend time in improving my game, hitting into a, a, a track man or any sort of big movie screen. Um, <laughs> Nick, I have I have some exciting news. Okay, um, Dane Delgado of Matchstick Golf has offered to hook me up with a a golf lesson in exchange for me being a part of content, which often frightens me. Okay. Um, so yes, the the apparently the conceit is going to be a golfer takes lesson for the first time in twenty years. So that's going to be me. My last golf lesson was prior to my senior year of high school. Um, and, and that's 20 plus years now. So, yeah, um, no, this is, this is huge. I mean, um, so yeah, we, 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 Ryan Romeo and I gave you shit and it's almost yes. like a, a, we're being a little too dramatic, but like, it's like goodwill hunting where it's like, you have all this potential, like, but it's my potential to lose. <laughs> and we're just like, man, you could take, like, I, I, I honestly believe you could in one, like 30 minute lesson, you probably knock two or three strokes off your handicap for the next like 10 years. But I'm, I'm so worried about the complete opposite where 30 minutes will send me into a spiral where I can never get below a 14 again. No, that's it's, it's not 30 minutes on YouTube looking up golf instruction could do that. <laughs> but, but this is, this is the opposite of that. It, you'll, is it, is it going to be on a track, man? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't gotten got the details. To, if you're if you're going to if you're going to go through with this, yeah. you have to just accept all of the uncomfort that, oh, that I comes am. with it. So like oh, for sure. Track man, put your film, put your swing on film, all, all of yeah. that. Just just like let go of your inhibition and just just soak it all in. I'm I'm not like afraid of my swing being on film. I'm just afraid of getting worse. That's I feel like if I don't take a lesson, then I'm going to stay where I am, which is in like that five to 11 range of a handicap, which, which I, I'm, I'm very comfortable living in that zone, but yeah, but again, there was a long time. I, I, and like, there was a long time you lived in the, in the one to five range. That feels like a long time ago, but I mean, it, it really wasn't. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was a five at the end of 2021, even though that feels like seven years ago now. Um, maybe you're right. Maybe this is exactly what I need, but I'm going to find out and it'll be on Instagram for everyone to uh, to mock. And um, I hope, look, no one wants you to be right more than me when you say 30 minutes is going to knock two strokes off my game. That sounds fantastic. I really look yeah. forward to that. We'll see if that happens. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take a lesson sometime soon and uh, it'll be on Instagram. If you want to see, follow Matchstick Golf, follow at the turn, do all of that. Join the Survivor Pool. It's going to come back. I'm going to bug you about it for the next two months. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Nick, for giving us uh, ways to game the handicap system. Ultimately, just be honest, okay? Find a loophole, exploit it, but also be honest. The one thing I, I meant to say at the end of all this too is, is at the end of the day, you you still gotta hit the shots. You know what I mean? Like, 
yeah. all, all of the loopholes in the world can't aren't enough to overcome like just playing right. some good golf. You, you still got to hit the shots. You know what I mean? So so just work on your game. Go hit the shots and uh, have some fun. The model local rule is not going to knock in that putt from four feet. Okay, you exactly. Do it There's no stuff. model local rule for gimmies. <laughs> I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time at The Turn. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.